Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. One of the travel trends we hadn't anticipated prior to COVID was revenge travel. That's where you release all your pent-up need to get away from lockdowns and other restrictions and you do it in style. Natasha Dragoon of Vacations and Travel magazine explains this and other trending travel ideas with Graham Kemlow. Well, I'm speaking with Natasha Dragoon, who is the editor of Vacations and Travel. I think that's the oldest uh, living magazine in that sector in the marketplace in Australia, certainly one that I've seen around for years. Natasha, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is indeed the um, longest-running travel magazine, I think, for more than 30 years now. So um, it's had a good stint, and it's still going very strong. So, um, yeah, under but, under its new publisher, which is Signature Media. So we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic work. And, and also, given the fact that uh, quite a few magazines have, uh, during the COVID period, retreated to online or to something way, way smaller than it was previously but you've maintained your position. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen a huge bounce back since, obviously, as well. I guess during there was definitely a retreat during over the last two years, but I think our publisher was really forward-thinking in that we, we did move to digital for a lot of our publications and started putting out um, e-books, which were hugely popular, and they were sort of tailored to clients, um, but also thematic for signature media. And then because we kept that constant contact with clients over that time, as soon as print did come back, everyone was there and ready and the magazines were just ready to go. So it was, it was a really fast turnaround to get back into print. Now, I'm hearing that from the business uh, travel side, which is an area in, in which I write, that it's coming back with quite a vengeance. Um, so mm. do you think it's, this is the sort of uh, innate pent-up demand that uh, travel causes, the aspirational element of travel is such that you just want to get back and do it again? Absolutely, absolutely. We're seeing, I mean, if you've been to any airport in the last couple of months, you'll see that people have almost forgotten what happened two years ago and are just really getting out there. And we're also seeing, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of this term, revenge travel. And so it's people who haven't been able to spend for the last couple of years have not just this pent-up urge, but they've got like this great little pocket of money that they're willing to spend. So they're doing those bucket list trips. I hate that word, but... Yeah, we know what you mean. (laughs) They're doing these trips that they've always wanted to do because they've got the money and they've just had this experience in recent years where they're like, well, I don't know what's around the corner, so I've just got to do what I can now. So do I assume when you say that, that they they are actually spending more dollars than they would have previously spent on travel? They're doing the luxury things? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely seeing that. And so, for example, in the cruising industry, which, you know, was one of the first and the hardest Badly hit, um, yeah. Yeah, but it has bounced back in ridiculous terms. Like, I'm speaking to luxury cruise lines like Seabourn and Ponant and Regent Seven Seas, and they're saying they don't have any berths for the next couple of years. They're sort of sold out of everything. And the cruises that sold out first were the really, the big ones, like the world trip that is like 50 nights and costs $50,000. And and all of their suites, the top-end suites, got sold out first as well. So, yeah, people have, have... been deprived of it and are now just wanting to dive straight back in and spend whatever they can. That's pretty amazing. I'm hearing similar things in the hotel industry. Are you hearing that too? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for a long time here, you couldn't get into any of the... I, I don't know if there's... It's still the case, but you couldn't get into any of the luxury lodges of Australia. There just wasn't a single room free. And, you know, these are the places that cost $1,500 per person per night mm. and totally booked out for, for months and months and months. So, right. Um, so yeah. you don't actually bill yourselves as a luxury travel magazine, do you? No, so Vacations isn't um, luxury. We do cover some luxury, um, but we sort of like to bill ourselves as the magazine for everyone. So right, so family, travel and, and, uh, and yeah, all we that. Do, we do a little bit of that, but also kind of a lot of adventure. We do camping, road trips. Yes, so okay. it's a little bit of a mix. Right, and are there any destinations that are doing particularly well at the moment? With Australians, yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, I think we have obviously had a penchant for some of our neighbours. And so now that like Bali and New Zealand and a lot of the South Pacific is now reopening as well. So Samoa, um, Vanuatu, Fiji. Uh, I think we're definitely getting back to those destinations because... I mean, Aussies love them and time, mm. year in, year out, we're always in high numbers there. But I think Europe has been hugely popular, obviously, Europe in summer. It's amazing. And, you know, whereas normally we would all complain that it takes 25 hours to get to Europe, we're all like, I don't really care how long it takes <laughs> to get anymore. I want to go right. anywhere. <laughs> and do you think the COVID factor has just dissipated or are we masking up? on the plane and, and just hoping for the best. How, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, it, it's kind of... I, I think everyone is just really sick of talking about it and mm. sick of knowing about it. And I know that a lot of airlines are dropping the mask requirements. I was reading that Qantas is about to drop it. Um, I mean, I was just in America and every single airline in America, you don't have to wear a mask at all. And no one does. <laughs> so, and that was obviously, I mean, America was one of the hardest countries hit as well. And But they are the great deniers though, aren't they yes, really, when you true. think about it? And didn't a whole yeah. bunch of journos who went there from Australia get sick, like 13 out of 15 or something? Oh, that could be the case. I Not new. No, 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 I did it actually, amazingly. I still haven't had it. Good on you. Um, but yes, I know. I mean, obviously, there was a really big um, travel convention over there recently, the um, IPW, which is like tens of thousands of journalists, travel journalists and travel um, PRs. So I'm sure a few people got sick there. But um, Well, a couple of our reporters got sick, Carolyn Jasinski oh, really? and Fiona Harper. Oh. Both got oh, crook. Really? Yeah, so um, um, we're talking to. I'm talking to them again uh, this week on the show, actually. But uh-huh. I guess you really can't quite tell when. You, like, there's no big red flag uh, with COVID. You might be sitting next to someone at the next table in the restaurant, and for you not mm-hmm. to know. Exactly, and I think it's relaxed. You know, um, I, I was reading that as of this Wednesday, you don't even have to. You don't have to do a test or fill out a DPD to come back into Australia um, as of this Wednesday. Like most countries have relaxed that you don't have to... I was in Europe, you don't have to get a test before you go. You're obviously happy to travel? Yeah, I, I'm 100% happy and very. I feel very safe. I mean, obviously, I've got very good travel insurance because um, mm. you just never know what happens. And I would encourage anyone who is travelling. I mean, there are a few really great companies offering comprehensive cover um, mm. in case something does happen. So and I'm does that include COVID, well. Natasha? Yes, yes. So I would just 100% make sure that you get a COVID coverage. So right. there, there are a few. Um, not all companies do that. 
and they've been a bit slow covering cruise COVID coverage as well. So mm. I'm not up to where they're um, at with that. But last time I looked, it was pretty hard to get COVID coverage on a cruise. So, Do you think that, the, that this travel bug is going to continue right through into 2023 or are we just sort of shaking off the shackles for 22? Oh, I 100% think it's on a trajectory now. I think Australians aren't the only people that love travel. I mean, we do. Mm. <laughs> and it's. I, I think everyone's just keen to get back to, you know, normal or whatever, as close to that as we can get. And, yeah, I can't so, see it slowing down anytime soon. So these are not participants in the Great Resignation who've marched out the door and taken a flight to Europe? <laughs> Well, uh, if they are, I don't know how they're affording it. Well, that's right. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they got a nice lump of money from the government. Yeah, now, um, now your latest magazine is available now. That's correct. You do it on a seasonal basis now, yeah. don't you? Four times a year. It, exactly. So um, this issue it's kind of dedicated to the earth, I guess. So um, what we're seeing is that um, a lot of the travel experiences that people are, are wanting to do are related to getting out back out into nature. Huge demand in um, walking tours and hiking. Um, the statistics are just crazy how much the interest has gone. I think it's like 150% growth in walking tours in Australia um, in recent years. So wow. there's been a huge interest in that. And, and also in camping, um, remarkably, because I, I guess in the past when you mentioned the word holiday park to anyone, they think about you know kids screaming down water slides and you know, um, camper vans, but a lot of holiday parks around Australia now have really pimped themselves up and so they have, you know, gorgeous glamping tents and spas and fancy wine bars and, you know, retro uh, trailers. So That you can seeing... hire on the spot, can you, some of these yeah, things? Airstreams. Exactly. Are... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Airstreams. So we're seeing that, you know, not your typical family demographic is just going to these camping um, holiday parks anymore. They're getting a That's really interesting. new and dynamic yeah and and the 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 walking tours you're talking about are, are you meaning like the long multi-day walks like the great ocean road or the larapinta trail uh, or are you yeah. just talking about a, a, you know a day pack somewhere no i'm talking about the multi-day ones but right. usually with um companies that sort of do it so that you leave your big suitcase behind at a beautiful lodge yeah just take your day pack hike around, see some gorgeous scenery, come back, have a glass of wine, have a gourmet meal, sit by a fire, that kind mm. of thing. So okay. you sort of mix your luxury and your wilderness. And so that's an adult thing, um, or are there families doing that too? Oh, absolutely families doing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Freshenay recently, and yeah, there yep. were parents and kids doing it all at once. Because, because as I said, you know, you're just hiking with your day pack and right. everything's taken care of. For you, so so. What, are the, what are your key ingredients in this issue, uh, Natasha? Uh, yeah, so we go to some pretty wild um, and off-the-grid places. We go to uh, in search of snow leopards in Ladakh, which is in northern India. Wow. Which, um, actually, I did that trip. And it was, Sounds it was fantastic. Like, yeah. It was amazing. And, yes, we spotted snow leopards. I can't recommend it highly enough. It was mm. freezing. But, uh, yeah, it just reminds you what it's 
you know, why you're alive. It's, it's one of those experiences. We go to Antarctica because it's a perennial favourite. Of course, um, yeah. And a lot of expedition cruises are going down there and there's a huge sustainability um, focus now as well on all those expedition ships. Right. Because um, they're obviously taking you to the most fragile places in the world. So they're very conscious of the footprint that they leave. There's also been a real growth in Indigenous tourism in Australia. I don't know if you've noticed, but over the last couple of years, there's been a huge um, surge in Aboriginal-owned tourism companies around Australia. And they're doing really amazing and innovative things. So we really like to spotlight those tours. And this time we um, go over to Shark Bay in Western Australia. We did a roundup also of like 22 amazing things that you have to do in 2022. Graham Kemler was speaking with Natasha Dragoon of Vacations and Travel magazine, which is in News Agents, now with Provence on the cover. Or check out their online site, www.vacationstravel.com. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.